everyone, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Dina. Welcome to The Grim Curriculum. So how are you feeling now that our Danny Rowling series is all over? Honestly, I'm really happy with how it turned out. I think we did a good job and the feedback so far has been really, really awesome. So thank you all for that. <laughs> but honestly, like at this point, I'm ready for a little break. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it was an incredibly interesting case to research, but I'm definitely ready to move on. This week, we are doing something a little different. We are sharing some of our favorite listener tales that we've received from our very, very lovely listeners. This is our second time doing this, so if you haven't listened to our first listener tales episode, you should definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. It honestly is. I'm really, really excited for this. We have some pretty awesome stories to share, and I honestly think we have a pretty great scope of things covered here. We want to thank everyone for their submissions before we get things started. If we didn't feature your story today, do not worry. We will be doing another listener tale episode in the future. And as always, if you have a story you want to share with us about an unexplained experience or even just something unique you think we'd like to hear, email us at thegrimcurriculum at gmail.com. All right, it is story time. All right, so our first story is from Mars. Thank you so much for writing in, Mars. Here we go. Good day, people of the Grim Curriculum. I 100% enjoy this wonderful podcast and <laughs> love the recent stories shared by some of the other listeners. Well, thank, thank you, you very much. It made me want to share a story that happened to some of my closest friends. Shortly after college, a friend of mine bought a fixer-upper house in the town that I'm currently living in. He and a couple of my other friends became roommates in this new abode and decided to work together to spruce it up and make it more livable. One of the first locations they decided to remodel was the basement. I was at the house when they were working on tearing down some of the old wood paneling in the basement as they prepped to replace the walls with new sheetrock. In the process of taking out the old walls, they first found an old shoebox with some small trinkets and doll clothes. Or maybe baby clothes inside. I don't know, man. Anytime there's things that are hidden behind walls, I'm immediately like, ugh, put it back. Right, because like it's, it's there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This was found to be extremely odd, but not super alarming. I would be very alarmed, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I could see it both ways. I would be alarmed. I would be alarmed, but I'm also paranoid because I talk about this all the time. Exactly. My friends showed me these boxes and continued on with their remodeling efforts. That night, while everyone was sleeping, a heavy stack of sheetrock was flipped off of the wall next to the upstairs stairwell with a loud and alarming crash. This woke up two of the housemates upstairs. Upon investigation, it was determined that these panels of sheetrock were pushed over past the tipping point, which slammed them into the floor, opposed to the sliding down off the wall. This creeped out my friends immensely. No kidding. Nothing else happened for a few days until a second box of clothes and small towels were found behind a different wall. Oh my god. <laughs> Again, my friends got rid of the items and went about their evening. Nothing out of the ordinary happened that night, but a few nights later, my friend noticed a hissing sound coming from his home theater system. He investigated it and heard that it was coming straight from the speaker. He looked at it and saw that his home theater system was off and shouldn't have been making any noise. When he reached to turn the receiver on, the noise stopped. A week later, when the basement was completed and all the walls were shut off, my friend who owned the house was home alone that night. He stated that he went to bed around 11 p.m. and woke up around 3 a.m. and was extremely thirsty. I always feel like between like 3 a.m. and 4.30 a.m., that's when all the shit goes down. Yeah, absolutely. The witching hour, you know? He went downstairs from his bedroom, in the dark, into his kitchen to get some water. He proceeded to find a jug of water and immediately began to drink straight from the water jug. As he was drinking, he felt a rush of cold air come over him. 
but he got freaked out and froze completely. He said he sensed something weird and then all of a sudden felt a firm grasp grab his shoulder from behind. This startled him. He yelled out loud, then turned to see nothing in the poorly lit kitchen. He told us later that he had a hard time going back to sleep. I would have left the house. Mm -hmm. But eventually fell back asleep in his room upstairs. I would be just scared. I don't know if my mind would jump to ghost or there's a person in my house and they just grabbed me. I feel like I, like it's something. Yeah. Oh, Something is amiss. (laughs) This was the last incident that happened for at least a month, but really scared my friend at the time. He still to this day can remember the feeling of being grabbed in his kitchen. About a month after this incident, the worst occurrence happened, again with my friend who owned the house. Soon after the basement was finished, my buddy decided to remodel his bedroom so he was sleeping in his living room for a while. One random night, while crashing in his living room, he woke up, just before dawn, groggy-eyed and tired. His living room had wood panel walls and was pretty large, maybe 10 feet by 20 feet long. And in the far corner, he thought he saw the shape of a person. He rubbed his eyes, then looked closer. Then, with what he says is 100% clarity and consciousness, he noticed a small girl sitting in the corner of his living room on a chair. Absolutely not. (laughs) He states that she looked scared and had an overall look of worry on her face. Yeah, me too. (laughs) He couldn't believe his eyes, so he closed his eyes for a few seconds to make sure he wasn't dreaming, then opened them again. There she sat in his living room. Oh, God. He tells us he didn't know what to do, but his first instinct was that he needed to call the cops. He stared at her for a moment to see if she would get up or talk, but she didn't either. He decided he needed to get up to help her, but was afraid. He closed his eyes one more time before he was going to get up and talk to her, but a second later, when he opened them again, she was gone. He never saw her again and never had any other weird things happen in this house before he sold it and moved out. To this day, this is probably my best secondhand evidence that ghosts might be real. I witnessed a few crazy things in the house when I stayed there, but nothing quite as spooky as he did. My friend, who is one of the most honest people I know, is quite certain his experiences are real and I still believe them to this day. Man, you find doll slash baby clothes in the walls and then a small girl visits you in the middle of the night? Ooh, I'd be running. I don't run for much, but I would be running for that. There's nothing spookier than a little girl in your house. (laughs) Like, stories like this, they freak me out because it doesn't seem like there was anything, like, necessarily malevolent. But it's the whole moving into this new home, expecting to start fresh, and then, bam, you got ghosts. (laughs) Like, I've seen enough horror movies to know this wouldn't be a good time. But, like, that being said... I did find it interesting because we do know paranormal activity does seem to rise when renovations are being done on a space. I mean, I, I have seen a few, like, horror movies for sure, but I feel like, yeah, if, if she didn't feel malevolent, she was probably just like, hey, what, what are you doing to my house? Yeah. I feel like a little girl would probably pull some pranks on you, like, moving your drywall or whatever, too, so. Don't want random little girls living in my house. No, so I'm not good. Thank my you. jam. Thank you very much for that story, Mars. That was fantastic that's i love that our next story is from john we're gonna get right into the story and then we'll discuss it afterwards because this one is kind of a horrifying head scratcher let's hear it hey so i have another story for you but this time it's not paranormal at least i don't think it is we never actually got an answer out of this one this one happened in my late teens i think i was about 18 or 19 
My friends and I used to play this game we called Manhunt, where two teams of two each of airsoft guns, the shitty ones you would buy at Walmart or something, not the super high-powered ones, and one of the teams would have a minute to hide, and then the other team would go and search for them. One night, my buddy Turk, name change for obvious reasons, and I decided to hide behind a shed in my backyard because there was a light on one of the sides that would make it harder to see us in the shadow unless you got up close. While we were hiding, we look up towards our buddy's house and saw a shadow run across the back of the garage. We started giggling because we thought it was one of them running the wrong way looking for us. A couple of minutes later, we see both of our friends come from the side of the garage that the shadow had started from. This gave us a little shock because we never saw anyone head back that way. Me, being the mystery solver as always apparently, decided we should call it quits and figure out what the hell was going on. I'm getting almost um like signs vibes oh my from God, this. Yes, the birthday party of uh. signs. So when we get back up to them, we explain what we saw and they told us that they had been searching around our front yards and hadn't really been to the back yet. That's actually what they were on their way to do. So we decided to scan the area real quick to see if we could find anything suspicious. We found nothing. We saw absolutely nothing the whole time we were looking for someone. We decided to head back home and just hang indoors for the rest of the night. As we were walking back, we saw a flash from behind us. All of us just stopped. We looked up thinking that maybe it was about to rain, but we could see all the stars and the moon very clearly. That's when we all came to the same conclusion together. Did someone just take a picture of us? I don't like that at all. Oh, I don't like that one bit. Not at all. We stood there staring at each other before I finally spoke up again and asked if we should just book it back home. They all nodded yes, and we just started running. Like, holy hell, Usain Bolt would be proud of how fast we ran home. We spent the rest of the night inside playing video games, trying to pretend that we didn't just go through all that. Even to this day, if one of us asks, hey, remember that one night we were playing Manhunt? All of us will just immediately go deathly pale. We're all pretty sure someone was stalking us that night, but we were never able to get a definitive answer. Uh, I hate I that. Hate it. Like, it's the uncertainty here that I find scary, mm-hmm. right? Like, because, like, on one hand, if it was something paranormal, alien, unknown, whatever, that would be one thing. But I maintain humans are some of the most horrifying creatures out there. Like, we've definitely shown that throughout this podcast. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, like, yeah. the idea that just some, like, rando was out in the middle of the night watching them and then taking photos of them is bizarre. So, like, in this case, I'd rather it was ghosts. Yeah, I, I don't know which possibility gives me the most anxiety here. The fact that anything or anyone is stalking you is terrifying and then just not having any idea of why they might be stalking you especially when it's like an innocent thing between friends like they're having fun they're doing their own thing and then there's just some weirdo i'm assuming it didn't happen again you'll have to let us know because if it was like a one and done you like you say you spend the rest of your life thinking about it or like if it happens again that's even scarier right just not good not good no thank you for sending that one yes thank you very very much Alright, so our next story is a lot less menacing. Hi ladies, I am Real Scottish Genius. Hi Scottish. Hello. Love the podcast, so gripping, and you are both so awesome and honest storytellers. Oh well, thank thank you. you. Okay, my ghost story isn't scary. Well, it wasn't to me, lol. (laughs) I was about 10, I think, so 40 years ago. I remember going to bed as usual and falling asleep. At some point in the night, I woke up and there is a white figure at the bottom of my bed. 
For some reason, I wasn't scared, so I rubbed the sleep from my eyes and then sat up in my bed and looked at the figure. It was an older man, maybe 50s or 60s, but at that age, anyone over 20 is old. So I looked at him, and he was very well-dressed with a shirt and waistcoat on and a pocket watch in one of the pockets. A round face that had spectacles about halfway down his nose, nearly bald with a bit of hair on the sides of his head, and what looked like dress trousers on. Overall, a very well-dressed and handsome man. Oh, it's not so bad. Right? It's fine. <laughs> Just a jolly guy. Like I said, I sat up and then proceeded to have a conversation with this man. Now, I don't remember what was said, but it felt like hours had passed as we talked, as yes, he was talking to me too. The only thing I remember is him saying he had to go, and then I laid back down and fell asleep. Come morning, I went downstairs and was talking with my father, and I said there was a ghost in my room last night. He looked at me and asked, man or woman, so I said man. Then he asked me to describe him. When I finished telling him, he was smiling at me, and he says to me, that was my dad you were talking to. Aww. My grandfather, or grandpop as he used to be called by all the grandkids, my cousins. He died of a massive heart attack when I was three years old, so I don't actually remember him at all. So I guess what I'm saying here is not all ghosts are evil or out to get you or scare you. Some do come to see you and look after you. Hope you enjoyed my little true story of the time I seen a ghost. I did. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. A lot. I love that. I like stories like this. Like I didn't get a chance to know quite a few of my family members before they passed, so like the idea that they could still be out there looking out for us is really, really nice. I agree. Like the idea that Grandpa just wanted a chance to get to know his grandson a little bit more and spend time with him. Like I think that's really sweet. I think there's very or something very comforting about the thought of our loved ones checking in on us after they've passed on. That was very wholesome. Thank you so much. I, I like having the wholesome stories yes. here because yes. it's not always malicious. No, and like my parents have lots of ghost stories, and there's quite a few of them that they were like, no. I could tell that this was not, like, a malicious yeah. thing. It was just someone checking in on me or passing through yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, hey, I'm here. All right. Yeah. I, I like, like that. It. Thank you very much. Thank you. Our next story is from Mike. So thank you very much for your submission, Mike. Thanks. This story won't be as spooky as some of the others you have gotten, most likely, but I wanted to share it anyway. About 10 years ago or so, I was living with my girlfriend and our children, I worked early mornings at UPS loading the package trucks, and it's not uncommon to work 10 plus hours with minimal breaks, so to say I was tired is an understatement. I had gotten off of work around 9am and arrived home. I showered and sat down on the couch to rest and put my feet up. I distinctly remember one verse of a song called Octavarium by Dream Theater replaying over and over in my head. Medicate me, infiltrate me, side effects appear. As my conscience slips away, medicate me, science failing, conscience fading fast, can't you stop what's happening? Literally over and over like a broken record. I don't even remember falling asleep, but I passed out sitting up on the couch and awoke suddenly when I heard two people outside talking. I heard them talking as they approached the house. I heard their footsteps come up the wooden steps. I heard them talking as if they were right outside the door. I heard the screen door creak open and creak shut. Then, nothing. Silence. I waited for a few more minutes to pretend I wasn't home and maybe they would leave. I waited and waited. I never heard their footsteps descend the stairs. I got up to check and no one was there. Get Hinter Kaifek vibes from that. Oh, yes, with the to the window and then the door not and leading nothing. away. Yeah, I don't yeah, like it. I don't, I don't like no. it. I didn't hear a car pull away. 
I walked out to the road to see if I could see anyone walking, figuring it had been a Jehovah's Witness or Mormons coming around. Nothing. Not a soul in sight. I don't know what it was, but something about it just seemed so eerie. The weirdest part is that while I could hear them talking, I couldn't make out what they were saying. It sounded like the adults in a Peanuts cartoon. All the while, the same verse replaying in my head. I went inside, locked the door, and said out loud, I don't know what you want, but I am closing myself off from you. I refuse to let you into my world, and I haven't had an experience since. Thank you for letting me share my story. I like that because it's so no-nonsense. Yeah, you're like, like I'm not fucking doing not. this, guys. Absolutely not. I wonder, yes, you said the Hinder Kaifek thing, which is very creepy, but also I wonder if you had a visit from the black-eyed children. That's very interesting because it just made me think of how like uh in a lot of the stories about them like the way they speak yep is unusual and like you couldn't make out what they were really saying and then the fact that they just disappeared yeah leaving so to speak it's probably for the best you just didn't answer the door like yeah. your best to just be like no i'm not here oh yeah definitely this one stood out to me i've actually experienced some weird like sleep related stuff in my life can i chime in with a story yes of course you all can. right let's, always sure let's let's i'm gonna tell a story friends hell yeah buckle up all right so i i wasn't gonna share anything until i read that last one <laughs> uh, but it reminded me a lot of some of my weird sleep experiences that I've had. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of background on me. I was diagnosed with pretty severe insomnia when I was around the grade like three, four mark. A lot of the time as a kid, I would only sleep like maybe two, three hours a night. Oh and unfortunately, God. that lasted into my early adult years. Awful. <laughs> and sleep is a really fascinating thing. It's a lot more complicated than I think we give it credit for. The brain does really amazing things when you think about it, especially when you're getting in and out of sleep cycles or you're even like right in one. Mm -hmm. And so my first story is one that took me a while to figure out, but I was in high school uh, my mom had already left for work, which was normal. I'd get up around like seven, get myself ready for the day. And one morning I was really tired and I hadn't slept well. I didn't want to get up and I could feel myself in like a half asleep state. And I remember looking at my door while I was in bed and then closing my eyes again. Mm -hmm. I think we've all done that. Right? Like that just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, not today. <laughs> I didn't think any time actually passed, but I closed my eyes and I heard two huge knocks at my door. Not bangs or anything alarming, but like knock, knock. And my mom's voice saying, Dina, wake up. I heard her and I thought to myself, oh shit, I'm going to be late. Also, why is my mom here? <laughs> and I shot up to go greet her. And when I opened the bedroom door, she wasn't there. The apartment that we lived in, it was really, really small. So I would have seen her from the bedroom if she was standing pretty well anywhere in the house. But there was definitely no one there. I was by myself. Weird. I talked to her about it later and she confirmed she hadn't been home. And I still don't really know what happened. But I'm glad that I listened to whatever it was and I got up. It's crazy what your subconscious mind is capable of. Because there's still so much that we don't know about sleeping and dreaming. So either your subconscious mind set itself on an internal alarm clock. Yeah. Yeah. Or something spooky happened. Yeah. It makes me wonder if your mom was at work thinking, like, I wonder if Dina got out of bed. And then, like, the, like, mother-daughter energy <laughs> was just, like, oh. <laughs> That's interesting because her and I are very, very well connected like that. Like, I've called her in the past and she was like, I was just about to call mm, you. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, so it's interesting because I told her that and she, yeah, she's <laughs> looking out for me even when she isn't. I so. love that. Thanks. That's a mom thing for Right? Sure. Exactly. And I hope you guys don't mind me sharing another one. Uh, but this one actually scared me for years after. 
Um, I've experienced sleep paralysis three times total in my life. And all three happened during times of extreme stress for me. And each time was just absolutely awful. Hasn't happened to me for a solid like decade now. And I seriously hope it doesn't happen again. But this is a story about the first time it happened. Okay. So I was 16, 17 years old. And I hadn't been feeling very well the night before, so I took a tablespoon of Buckley's. <laughs> I think everyone knows what Buckley's is, but it's a cough medicine that tastes like base of assholes, but it, like, works really oh, well, and man. that's, like, their whole marketing There's shtick. There's nothing like it. It's, like, I can't even describe the flavor. No, it's horrific. It's awful. It tastes like ammonia smells, basically. It tastes like sour feet that are minty to me like that's oh, the only no. way i can describe it yeah it's pretty unique in a horrible way yeah anyways like i'm not big on meds so i usually kind of just like suffer and drink tea when i'm sick but mm. i was really desperate so i gave in and i fell asleep all i remember was waking up and not being able to open my eyes i could feel myself being awake but not being able to move any part of my body and i felt like i had a weighted blanket covering me and then a rock on my chest like that's the only way i can explain it awful I tried to kick my legs around, but I couldn't even wiggle my toes, and I was horrified. But then it got worse. I can't explain this, and it sounds crazy, I know, but I started to have these thoughts of, you're about to have a seizure, and you're going to die. Well, I think it's normal for your brain to start jumping to conclusions when this is happening. Absolutely. And it was this, like, panic. I can't explain it any other way. Like I said, I know it sounds crazy, but that's what my brain was telling me while I couldn't see or move or respond or anything. And so the entire time I'm like trying to wiggle my toes, I don't know how much time went by, but I was finally able to move them a bit. And it felt like I was breaking free from something holding my entire body down. I started to move my feet and then my legs and then I finally woke up. I was ice cold and completely covered in sweat and I immediately started just bawling my eyes out like do not blame you I have never even heard of sleep paralysis at this time and I had no clue what happened like I thought the Buckley's poisoned me I would have thought something that's what I thought I thought I was poisoned and I was going to die I was so scared I actually went to the doctor (laughs) and this was a huge mistake because the doctor basically accused me of overdosing on Buckley's even though I was adamant I had taken less than the prescribed dose it's (laughs) he's like no you're a teenager like you probably tried to get high off Buckley's and I'm like I'm here because I'm scared of all the things a teenager could try to get high off of Buckley's would not even right the like top why 10. no oh my god it, oh. so like the other times they were pretty bad too but like both times it felt like as soon as I felt it starting to happen I knew I had to start moving my mm-hmm. legs mm-hmm. and luckily the other two times I woke up pretty quickly but yeah that is my experience with uh sleep paralysis I had no intention on sharing that with you guys at any point but <laughs> that's my story <laughs> i've i'm lucky enough to say that i as far as i know i've never experienced sleep paralysis myself uh it did every time i hear someone talk about their experience it sounds fucking terrifying um i've had hella scary like dreams and nightmares i usually have like fairly vivid dreams mm-hmm. all the time but i can i'm gonna pass on the sleep paralysis if yeah. at all possible like i said it Thank hasn't you. happened for a long time and i'm just kind of counting on that because it sucks um, if any of you listening have experienced sleep paralysis and want to share your stories, I would love to hear it because it's one of those things where, like, not everyone has experienced it, but when you talk to someone who has, it's just like, oh, my God. I think um, I, I remember learning about it a few years back and doing some research because I thought it was fascinating and essentially putting it very, very simply from what I understood. It's basically 
the opposite of sleepwalking. Yep. Where your brain is awake, but your body is asleep. Obviously, sleepwalking is your body is awake, but your brain is asleep, right? So I don't... I mean, at least with sleep paralysis, fuck, is it terrifying. But at least you're safe. You're You're not moving, yeah. Whereas, like, Not walking off a cliff. Exactly. People walking into traffic and stuff, so... And then that being said, some people with sleep paralysis will see like, things will manifest, and they'll mm-hmm. see, like, demons, demons and shit, and, like, yeah. demons sitting on them and stuff, and I'm glad I didn't have anything visual happen. You can understand how people throughout history have thought that they were being, like, uh, possessed oh my or God. haunted, yeah. because can you imagine someone in, like, the 1500s waking up and seeing, like, a gargoyle in their room? Right. Like, ugh. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you. So, yeah, thanks for yeah. listening to my stories, no, friends. thank you for sharing. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Uh, so, the next one is a little bit of a shorter one, but it, it really doesn't make it any less scary. After all, ghosts at work are one of the worst kinds of ghosts. I agree. Hi, so I wanted to share my experience with you. This occurred about 13 years ago on a very chilly November in 2009 in the Dales or Dallas, Oregon? Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. You'll have to correct me if I just butchered that, my bad. We were working in an abandoned grocery store that was once called Shop and Cart. And mind you, my mother had worked there until 1997 when the store was shut down. Anyway, I was working for a company called uh, Dakin, 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 and they sell outdoor products and stuff. Anyway, we had temporarily leased the abandoned store and then moved some of the products there to which we called storage at the time. So there were three of us working, and mind you, everything was routine. All of a sudden, in one of the sections of the store, I clearly see one of our products get knocked off right before my eyes. I'm thinking, what the hell? I looked around to see if there was anyone else besides the three of us. There wasn't, but my heart stank. Stank. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) But my heart sank into my stomach. But that wasn't the worst of it. About three sections down from where the first phenomenon happened, I seen some more boxes on the ground with an evil message that said, Get out. This had me freaking out. Fair. Yup. Absolutely. Because even if someone came in and wrote that, that's still scary. It's just a bad sign. It's bad juju. Yeah. Um, let me see. Where was I? Since then, that's kind of stuck with me. Since 2009. I had left the company in 2010 and never found myself to return to the building. Fair enough. Mm, I wouldn't go I there wouldn't either. Go. What I failed to mention, however, is that the once abandoned building reopened in 2018 as a farm and tractor store. So hope the owners of that store can handle the paranormal. Thank you for letting me tell my story. I love a haunted tractor. Right? <laughs> Who doesn't love a haunted tractor? That story is from Nico, by the way. So thank you for that, Nico. Oh, thanks, Nico. That was awesome. And, um, yeah. I'd be pissed if I died and then ended up, like, haunting an old job. Oh, my God. I mean, that would that's true hell, right? Like, well, yeah, really. That's, <laughs> there's your punishment uh, for whatever he did. No kidding. I don't think I've ever had a haunted moment at any place I've worked, although sometimes the elevators at my current work move up and down by themselves and the doors open randomly when you walk past and there will be, like, no one inside. But, I mean, I feel like elevators are a finicky beast, so who right. can really say? Ghost but... or... <laughs> yeah, ghost or just electronics hard to say (laughs) and with that our last story is a little bit of a longer one but it's pretty damn unique so thank you so much to steve for submitting this one thanks steve
Okay, so for this story, you need to know a little background. So me and my class were on a field trip to Karasta Prison in Lipaya, Latvia. I hope I said that right. The prison was built at the beginning of the 20th century, and at all times, it has been used as a short-term disciplinary penalty place for Navy sailors and non-commissioned officers since the beginning of the 20th century. Garrison soldiers who participated in the events of the revolution in 1905 served their sentence in the prison. The building has been used as a short-term disciplinary penalty place for sailors and non-commissioned officers by both the Soviet and Latvian Navy. The last of the convicts have scratched calendars, drawings, slogans, catchwords, and messages on the walls of the cells just a short time ago, in 1997. However, you could get here for about anything, dirty boots, not following orders, and so on. I should also point out that a lot of people were shot and tortured there, since that happened a lot during the Soviet times. I can't talk about the prison without talking about the legend that goes with the prison. Okay. The, the story of the white lady. Ooh. The legend goes that in the year 1944, that a Latvian boy was by mistake caught and brought to prison. However, the boy was to get married in a couple days. The bride found out and using some women's tricks, getting the <laughs> guards drunk with vodka, charming them and so on, got into the prison. When she got to the 18th cell where her boyfriend was held, the prisoners informed her that she was too late. The death penalty was already done and the young lad was dead. The woman, after finding this out, hung herself right then and there out of sorrow in that same cell. Well, that escalated very quickly. Right? <laughs> From that moment on, the white ghost is being seen in the prison. Often, the white ghost also appears like a bright light in the dark corridor or an ice-cold touch on a hot summer day. Some more scary things. Light bulbs have been unscrewed and doors suddenly unlocked and slammed open. At night, you can hear noises such as wooden shoes walking the hallways, scratching against the walls, and the sound of a stick being dragged along the window gates. The ghost has seen almost anyone who has been in prison or has worked as guards there. Of course, in Soviet times, there did not exist such thing as ghosts. Of course. Of course. <laughs> to put an end to this haunting, an Orthodox priest was called to try and drive her out. This appeared to work, but two months later, the woman's ghost appeared and the haunting continued. So where do I come into this? We were supposed to experience what the prisoners experienced during the time they were there. Yelling, humiliation, interrogation, and so on. Not as bad as they had it, but just enough for us to understand how it was during that time. So about half an hour in, me and a few other classmates are locked in a pitch black room. Mm -mm. We had to stand there until we were called out. Mm -mm. <laughs> All of a sudden, I feel like I hit a wall of ice cold air no no even as i'm 30 years old and still the idea of being in a pitch black room in my house gives me the heebie-jeebies oh i straight up i don't like the dark i i don't care i don't like the dark i will tell you straight up i'm that bitch that when i turn my basement lights out i run up the stairs every single time something could be chasing you i you just, don't know i don't know you exactly <laughs> when i asked if anyone else felt that it turned out i was the only one Next thing I know, I felt weak, as if someone had drained all the energy out of my body. My head was getting dizzy, my legs started to shake, and I felt like I was going to pass out. The people there told us to call and bang on the door if someone felt like they were going to collapse. Thankfully, they arrived just in time and took me to the medical center, where I threw up in the toilet. When I told them what happened, they asked if I had made fun of the white lady in any way. I said that I didn't believe she exists and that she's just a stupid legend people believe in. Steve. Oh, dear. Steve, why would you say that? One of the ladies there told me that she goes after anyone who makes fun of her and that I, with my own words, had made myself her main target. It took me a few minutes to fully realize what I heard. I tried to explain any other way, but I couldn't think anything else up. 
It could have been this fact that the stress of the prison and everything that we as a class went through could have played a part here. But then my other classmates would have felt the same thing. I think the white lady wanted to show me that she has no one to mess with and that she runs that prison. <laughs> now, I know it sounds like a cliche with someone being completely skeptical about something only to be proven wrong, but honestly, that's my experience and I don't have any other explanation for this. I love that. I love that. Sorry, Thank Steve. You, I'm Steve. sorry that she picked on you, Steve, but like, fuck around and find out, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> don't mess with the white lady, Steve. This story's wild. Like, first of all, just the idea of visiting an old Latvian prison. Oh. Fucking cool. That, that is Like, holy. Cool. Yeah. Like, that'd be amazing. And honestly, if anywhere's gonna be haunted, it's a fucking Latvian prison. It sounds to me like the white lady is not to be trifled with by the sound of it. This is so funny if you take this out of context. The white lady is not to be trifled with. <laughs> <laughs> this, the ghostly white lady the is not to be trifled lady. with. Yes. But I feel like uh, prisons, and especially ones as old as this, they they have to be haunted right like considering the amount of like strong emotions and violence they must see throughout the years that has to make a energy impact in Absolutely. some kind of way if you want ghosts you put people in a prison and let them die there they're gonna be ghosts there's gonna be ghosts yep i've played parrot or uh, what's it called phasmophobia right <laughs> we, we are basically experts honestly ah <sighs> All right, so those are our stories for today. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted. These episodes are always, like, I they're so much fun for me. I, I like them a lot. I, I feel like so many of us have, like, that story, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. some people love to talk about it. Others prefer to keep it to themselves. But I personally do believe there's more out there than what we understand, be it ghosts, aliens, whatever. But I've always loved just sitting down and hearing these kind of stories from people and I appreciated getting to share my own stories today. I hope you all didn't mind. No, I, I love hearing about people's experience with all things crazy and unexplainable. And I like these episodes because it kind of feels like we're all just sitting down and having like a conversation a little bit. Um, but please, please keep your crazy encounter stories coming in. I, I love reading them. I do too. And they don't need to be paranormal necessarily. No. Like we've had a few people contact us being like, I you know, grew up next to this famous murderer do you want mm -hmm. to hear about it of course we do yeah absolutely like, tell us next week we're going to be starting off another really really big series it's the first of its kind that we've covered hint hint and uh, we can't <laughs> wait to share with you as always patreon patrons will know first yes folks on patreons always get grim curriculum news before anyone else and depending on your tier you get all sorts of stuff from movie nights discord access and more so check it out really really helps us when you do and if you enjoyed our story time, every single Patreon tier has access to a monthly bedtime story episode. We are going to be recording uh, our next one right away. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you like our stories, if you like hearing us uh, read you to sleep and whatnot, check those out. <laughs> um, we want to thank everyone on our Grim VIP tier and up. So big thank you, as always, to the wonderful Pink Flamingo 20, Lisa, Brian, Hillary, and Mudkip. You're the bomb.com. You guys are awesome. And we also had our second movie night. We did. Recently, we watched we The Devil's did. Pass. That was friggin' awesome. It's so funny because I find there's so many movies that are on my list to watch, but I never want to watch them in the moment, if that makes sense. Yes, I'm so like that. But the two we've watched so far, I've had a fucking, I'm, no exaggeration, a whale of a time watching oh my, them. It was really funny when watching Devil's Pass because, like, all of us were talking, 
And then, like, partway in the middle of the movie, I realized, I was like, no one has said anything no, for we all. We were so into so it. Like, so, what we're doing with that movie tier is every month we try to pick a movie based off of a case that we've covered. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, we did Krampus for our first one for our Christmas episode that we yes. had done. And, yeah, Devil's Pass, and we'll see what we do next. But yeah. we would love to have more people on board for that. So, check it out. If movies are your kind of thing, yes, let abso- us know. Absolutely. We also want to thank everyone for supporting our merch store. We put up some of our first mugs, and they sold out in a little less than 24 hours, which is absolutely unreal. Yeah, holy shit. You guys are fucking amazing. The mugs are all made by us, so it does take a little bit of time, and we're honestly still figuring it all out. So they're going to be limited stock if you want one and see them grab it before they're gone, because apparently they're quite the hot commodity. People do be loving their mugs. I love mugs. I don't blame them. But seriously, thank you guys. <laughs> um, A little bit more uh, big news. We are finally, after much struggle, we are finally on Apple Podcasts. Yes. got that set up Woo! for us. So. so that means we are available basically everywhere. So if you listen somewhere that lets you leave a rating, a thumbs up, a comment, whatever, please consider doing it because it really, really does help us. Make sure you don't miss out on the Grim Curriculum news by following us on Instagram at the Grim Curriculum and Grim Curriculum on Twitter. You can also find us on social media. We're going to link all that good stuff for y'all below. Thanks for listening. This has been The The Grim Grim Curriculum. Curriculum. Did you know that a lot of early reports of sea monsters were probably just giant erect whale dicks? Now you know. Bye. Bye.